Hello, my name is Bernice, the designated artificial intelligence engine for the From the Cheap Seats podcast. By the way, the Amazon slut, Alexa, can kiss my algorithmic ass. But I digress, in an act of heroic journalism, our team has obtained secret tapes from the Houston Astros sign-stealing scandal. What follows is a conversation between manager, A.J. Hinch and team president, Jeff Leno, just prior to the 2019 World Series against the Washington Nationals. Who is it? It's me, AJ. Open up, Jeff. I got the stuff with me. Who is it? It's me, AJ, man. Open up. I got the cameras, computers, the buzzers, everything. Who? It's AJ, man. Open up. I think some guys from MLB saw me come in here. Who is it? It's AJ, man. Will you open up? I got the sign ceiling stuff with me. Who? AJ, man. Open up. AJ? Yeah, AJ. Come on, Jeff. Open up. I think the MLB is tailing me. AJ's not here. No, man. I'm AJ, man. Come on, Jeff, are you drunk again? It's like 10 in the fucking morning. Who is it? It's AJ, Jeff. Will you open up? I got all this stuff with me. We're gonna throw the World Series, remember? Who? AJ, man, open up. AJ? Yeah, AJ. Dude, it's Hinch, your manager. AJ's not here. Stupid, goddamn drunk. No, man, I'm AJ, Jeff. Will you? Come on, open the door! I got 15k worth of electronic shit with me and there might be some douche from the Washington Post outside. Who is it? Oh, what the hell is this crap? Open up the door! It's AJ Hinch! Who? AJ! AJ! H-I-N-C-H! Now open up this goddamn door! AJ? Yes! AJ! AJ Hinch? Right, Jeff. AJ Hinch. Your manager for five years. Now will you open up the fucking door? AJ's not here. God. From the Cheap Seats, your favorite podcast for frank, unapologetic, and shamelessly opinionated Washington Nationals news outside the press box, the dugout, and the very informative stadium urinals. And this is our spring training kickoff spectacular. Your brave and intrepid hosts, myself, Matt Housley, co-host Cassia, and our artificial intelligence engine Bernice all bravely endured the 75-degree sunshine and gentle ocean breezes of West Palm Beach, Florida to watch the opening three games of the Washington Nationals' 2020 spring training season. It was a tyranny. They can't even make a decent Mai Tai down there. We made these sacrifices for you, dear listeners. We recorded this episode live from the Fit Team Stadium and at nearby locations. Hello, Cassia. Hello. 
So we, uh, boy, 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 what, what, what a crazy time it's been. So uh, why don't you describe for the audience what occurred? We went to the very first game of spring training season. So you could say it's the very first tra- uh, game of the season, and it was a rematch between, you guessed it, our old adversaries, the Houston Astros, and, of course, in the midst of this unending uh, fracas around the sign stealing and people getting fired and not getting fired, etc., etc. So we were expecting quite an evening. Well, yeah, I was I was expecting there to be a lot more drama than there ended up being. I mean, we were kind of we got to the park early. We were walking around. We saw a lot of Houston people. We saw a lot of Nats people. There was a s- unspoken awkwardness to the whole thing. But when uh, the time came to start actually calling out, oh, welcome, the Houston Astros. And when they started reading the roster and everything, there were there was definitely booing. But the booing died after about like the third guy. And another factor involved in all of this is that Dusty Baker and whoever else is in charge of making decisions about the lineup in the in the Astros um, clearly decided that they were going to bury this like it was their job like they were trying to uh, de-escalate the conflict as much as they possibly could by keeping all of everyone that was on the 2017 Astros team uh, as far from the public eye as possible these people were being protected and that was sort of a disappointment wasn't it because we were sort of hoping for sort of a boo fest on the scale of Bryce Harper returning to Washington for the first time yeah, and, and well, I mean, and another thing, too, is that, like, the types of people that went to that game to boo, I mean, it was, like, groups of, like, young guys in their 20s and 30s, like, single dudes, um, whereas at this, this is all, like, married retirees in their 50s, 60s and up, right? So, but there were, there were some touching moments, and we, of course, we did, we actually... Well, whoa, 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 whoa. Go ahead. They were moments. Some people found them touching, others didn't. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually recording at this moment. So we did a lot of recording on the spot, and this was on uh, Friday night, the 22nd, and uh, of which we have and and will play for you. We're actually recording uh, the early evening of Saturday, uh, the 23rd, after having seen the Friday game and also a uh, another game against the Astros uh, this afternoon. It wasn't an evening game. So we've got the perspective of two games to give you, but um, first game didn't really go as planned, did it? No. So it started to pour rain after about two innings. So we didn't see much, um, and none of the main guys were in either lineup. Nationals had had Soto. Oh yeah. So did he ever walk up though? Yeah, he did. He 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 was up. He, he was in the rotation somewhere. I don't know, remember. I think it is in his usual place as three or something. He's two, right? Oh, he's two. Okay, but uh, yeah. So he he had a chance to hit or swing. I don't know if he actually got on base. I don't think he did. No, I mean, nothing happened. Nothing, nothing ha- happened. I mean, it was zero zero, right? At it the, was zero, when zero. they called the game, yeah. they put I on mean, the tarp. Scherzer, Scherzer was pitching. Scherzer was pitching, and it wasn't great. And he was just 
barely getting out of that thing alive because he was putting guys, letting guys on, on base. Yes. But it, did, it was 0-0. Zero, zero. started raining. Everybody thought, okay, well, we're going to wait around a half hour or whatever. But it just kept raining, getting harder. Right. It kept looking more monsoony. The trees were bending. And then finally yeah. we said, okay, this game is going to get called. So let's get out of here before the parking lot, which is grass, was <laughs> became basically a jacuzzi. <laughs> so we did. And we retired to a Japanese restaurant. Which we recorded from. We did. Of which Let's we have go a to that now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cassia, so here we are in the middle of a Florida monsoon, um, which has washed out game one of spring training and has forced us to flee to a Japanese restaurant in a strip mall. That is exactly what is happening right now. I would say that's accurate, yes. So when we, the last thing we recorded, everybody was running away from what we thought was going to be a relatively brief rain event, you know, maybe 15 minutes or something like that, turned into not only did they put the tarp out, but they actually had to bring out the long boats and evacuate people from the dugout. So, <laughs> and the the stadium, even though it only holds 6,000 people, became a refugee camp of people under the, the uh, roofing areas where it was literally shoulder to shoulder. This, I mean, couldn't be, um, we got nothing on Syria in... Uh, Fifteen Park. Yes, we were victims of a mini Katrina, and here we live to uh, eat sushi another day. But what, what did you think about what would have happened had the game continued as planned? What did, where did you see it going? Um, Scherz was not doing great. I mean, he 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 got his way out of those first two innings, but just barely people were getting hits off him he was kind of throwing wild pitches i don't he wasn't i mean okay spring training that's the whole point of spring training that's why these games don't count and everything else but uh clearly he was not you know we can go back to last year's spring training which we did not cover in person but um do little did rather poorly as i recall um, you know, everybody's rusty. They've had, and the thing is, they had less of an off season than usual because you know, they had to go all the way through Halloween. Yeah. yeah, they went like a full month longer than they did. Right, right. So they've only had three and a half months off, and uh, you know, maybe since they were, you know, they won the World Series and everything else, maybe they're a little bit uh, feeling good about them. Says, well, maybe I don't have to work out today. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, look, we saw, we saw Max go maybe five at-bats at the most, five or six. Um, yeah, well, it was only two innings before it got washed out, so uh, they didn't even start the third. It's not like we have a fair sample size, but yeah, I mean, everybody was looking a little, you know, we didn't see the best stuff. Also, the wind was crazy, so the balls were getting knocked all over the place. You know, it was just kind of hard to judge. I mean, it was more, I, I'm more am interested in what you thought, like, in terms of the, the vibe in terms of the sociological breakdown of the crowd, where did you see it evolving? Because it, it felt very, you know, geriatric. It felt kind of staid. Yeah, well, and we have nothing to, to compare it to because we've never been here before. And, of course, um, South Florida has a 
a, a huge retirement uh, uh, audience, so that would only be um, appropriate. Okay, Costa, so you were just reading a CBS Sports article that appears to, since we were eyes on site, appears to somewhat exaggerate what actually occurred. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to make a story out of it. They were saying that the mascot was booed and that all the players were booed as they were read. I mean, there was booing, but not every single... I mean, it, it, it wasn't strong enough of a boo to carry through the whole roster. There was, like, still half the... There was still a lot of Astros people standing up and clapping and cheering people on. So it was pretty ambivalent crowd. Like, there, it wasn't a full-on massacre like it was for Bross Hyper. Yeah, yeah, that was another thing we didn't talk about uh, before was that even though maybe the crowd wasn't half and half, the Astros fans that did come uh, did not come incognito. They came in full adornment. They put they put stuff on their kids, on their toddlers. They were like, uh, we're doubling down on this team, and we're proud of it. Right. I mean, I don't know what I would do if, if this had happened with the Nationals. I can't imagine wanting to come to spring training. I can't imagine wanting to. Thank you. I, I just got my miso soup. <laughs> I can't imagine wanting to um, wear, you know, my Houston swim trunks and my Houston cowboy hat and my Houston knee-high socks. Yeah, that guy looked like a guy at a, a Trump rally, except he was a Houston dude. <laughs> exactly. Which yeah. Really, it, that says it all. Yeah, head to toe uh, apparel. Um, yeah, so that was that was an odd social experience, sort of like like we don't care. And even the people that did boo on the national side, who were yelling things like "cheater" and stuff like that, was relatively rare. They were just like kind of wackos in the crowd, and you know, and the thing. Well, you were one of the biggest booers. I think it's also fair to say, even though it's a very small stadium with only 6,000 seats, apparently, according to Wikipedia, um, it wasn't so loud. I mean, it was 80%. You know, and it's a Saturday night, and, and the weather was supposed to be good. It turned, it started out perfect, and then this thing came out of nowhere that Weather Channel or nobody else seemed to have uh, caught in their radar, but... Um, it, it should have been a perfect night for baseball. Saturday night, 72 degrees. And one of those teams just won the World Series. And one just won the World Series. And the other um, is the most scandalized team um, in 100 years since the 1999 uh, uh, so-called Black Sox in Chicago. So those are all really good reasons to come to a game, if only to see a spectacle. But they could only put, they could only fill. Now, now again, comparison um how many people come to these these games i mean they're not they weren't built to be spectator or they wouldn't build the stands with so few seats but uh, you think the very first one of the entire season especially with these two particular teams and it was a rematch the world series too let's not forget that i i would think they would have sold out but they didn't they did not i mean there couldn't have been more than five thousand people in that stadium if that. No, it was not, you know, it was kind of disappointing, to be honest. Yeah. Although, once the rain started and there was only limited places that add any sort of overhead shelter, 
even 5,000 people can seem like um, quite a horrific, as if like a metro train fell off a track or something. The most animosity had nothing to do with the Astros, the Nationals. It had to do with trying to get to the bathroom after it started to rain and everyone was wedged in the like three foot wide pavement under the roof. Okay, and you had a little story about some of the fights that broke out in the... There was a man <laughs> trying to get by with his girlfriend who had to go to the bathroom. And he was screaming at an old woman who was blocking um, his way. And when he pushed to skip her, she pushed back. And he said, that's battery old lady and then a bunch of other people started saying that's battery old lady that's battery old lady and it was a sort of um alvin and the chipmunks chorus (laughs) (laughs) that's battery old lady (laughs) alvin it was if that was honestly yeah that was the most tense moment of the night and it had nothing to do with baseball um, well, let's talk about today's game. Okay. So let's move on from uh, yesterday's game, or rather the first game on uh, uh, February 22nd, to the afternoon game. And it was a, a curious thing. So they, um, we really weren't aware of split squads, where they do, they cut their roster in half and play two games simultaneously. So we were facing the Astros again, and we were hoping that maybe some of the starters would One, make it onto well, our... Well, no, we don't even give a shit about the starters. We give a shit about the guys who cheated in 2017. <laughs> we well, aren't they starters? We wanted the to thing? see... Sure, sure, but not all the starters are the guys that were on the team then. Well, that's true. We wanted that's the guys true. that we could throw our banana peels at <laughs> and, and our tomatoes at and the guys that we could laugh in their face. Um, no, we didn't see any of them. Didn't happen. Didn't even recognize their names, really. No. It's same with our own team. They were clearly people that had been called there up from the minors to... Trey. Trey there was played three Michael innings. Taylor. Yeah, they played three there innings. There was Howie Kendrick. Right. Um, Fernandez. I, you know, we recognize Cabrera and people like that, yeah. but not But they only played big. a few innings, and then they switched to... Yeah. Like, every single inning was a new pitcher that we'd never heard of. Truth. Except for Barrett. And Hunter Strickland. Oh, did Strickland play too? Yeah. Oh, okay. I missed him. But so, yeah, so it was a, uh, it was not so, so you have all these uh, minor league guys. It was uh, pretty much 0-0 most of the way. We finally did, you know, each side got one, and we got into the ninth inning, and then it did we, we get a little sure dramatic. We weren't sure if the game would go into extra, an unknown Our last man. out, and it was, and it was uh, right, two, two strikes. Was it so a guy it who really didn't have his name on his jersey? No, he had, yeah, I think it was Schneider. I don't remember the Schneider? number. Schneider? Yeah, because I kept. I kept. Uh, there's a mm. there's an old German war movie that that there's a character called Schneider. Schneider, help me, Schneider. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, we were like, okay, well, maybe it'll be. I don't remember. This. Yes, there was. There was there a guy was some in guys second. on base. There was a guy in base. He hit a ball right up the middle. Didn't didn't catch it, and we were able to get a walk off RBI. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. At the, I mean, 
couldn't be more perfect. It was just like the natural. The fireworks went off. Everybody yeah. ran out in the stands and onto the field. Wasn't they tore his clothes just off. Like the natural, <laughs> it didn't hit into the stadium lights that then exploded. Randy Newman's music filled the air. So, <laughs> well, that also happened in Toy Story. <laughs> so, and uh, Marriage Story. And it was also not done by a third party. It was investigated by lawyers that work for the MLB. Mm-hmm. So they could basically be like, here's what we want to come out of the end of this. Write an investigation that makes that possible. I mean, it's just seemed like a load of crap to me. <laughs> report. And the commissioner's comments were just like, yeah, like, I mean, like you brought up the player driven, player driven, player executed mm-hmm. because the players had all been given immunity. So they're the easiest people to blame because you don't actually have to do anything to punish them. And in, in fact, none of the players were punished. Only no. there was the only thing ordered as punishment for the Astros were a one year suspension for the president and general manager, Jeff Loon now and the Hinch. M- Manager, yeah, AJ Hinch, some former assistant manager okay. guy, and a five million dollar fine and four draft picks, first so, and second round, right? That was it. They and took then, Hinch's lunch money, and then the team fired Hinch and Jeff, right? Which probably will destroy their careers. Well, but, maybe but, but not. It was play- though I mean, I could you see really Hinch think coming somebody- back in five years. He's uh, pretty young. Okay. So once, like, in a few years, like he'll be like. I smashed the computer. What more did you want me to do? I don't know. Pete Rose never came back. I don't even know who that is. So Okay. Well, he's like, since Sulish Joe Jackson, the most famous player to be punished. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, how did they punish players back then? Like, how did they punish? Like, they banned them from baseball forever. That's what, what they did have to Sulish Joe. And that's what they did to Pete Rose. That should have happened to these guys. They should have been banned. At least for a year. Well... And then what do you think about... Well, and, and publicly whipped. They should have been <laughs> put into one of those things they Stops. have at the Renaissance. But yeah. yeah. They should, yeah, take them to... Drive them down to Colonial Williamsburg. Lock them up in the stocks. And then we could all just, like, throw things at them, yell at them. Or even walk by with, um, va- like, implicit signs that don't even directly attack them but just talk about how the nationals won their world series without cheating and those would not be confiscated as they were in uh, west palm beach okay okay if you walked in there with a sign that said houston asterix you were treated as if you'd walked in with an (laughs) ak-47 it was taken from you immediately (laughs) you're saying if you tried to walk into the yeah, they stadium were, they weren't here. Letting, yeah, they, they, no signs whatsoever that could, that even vaguely mentioned it. We actually talked in detail about that girl in yesterday. Oh, 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 oh. Um, okay. we, we should mention for the listeners, for those that don't know, the spring training facility that the Nationals um, uh, pl- both play games and work out in is a shared facility with the Houston Astros by pure coincidence since this is something an arrangement they made um, years ago and because they're in two different leagues 
it really wasn't a conflict of interest because they rarely play one another in the regular season, only one series every three years. So it seemed great, but who, who knew we were going to be in the World Series together? And now... Um, and who knew one of them were dirty, dirty cheaters? <laughs> but now it's just a very odd thing that, um, yeah, our, we, we share this stadium with them and we had to fight through this cheating thing with them during the World Series itself. And the extra weird thing is after they purged their management staff, the Astros management staff, yes. who did they hire but the former Washington Nationals manager, Dusty Baker. Indeed. Indeed. And when he walked on that field yesterday... Quite the applause. I don't yeah, know if he got, got a, standing a partial ovation. standing ovation. Yeah. Yeah, he got applause. He got a standing ovation. Even today on the second game, when he made went out to make a pitching change, yeah, he I got know. a mini standing ovation. Yeah, he did. <laughs> like for making a pitching change. <laughs> uh, uh, and he put in a guy it, with two outs. Right. At the bottom of the ninth right. inning. And he put, and he ended up putting in a guy, as you noticed who didn't even have his name on his jersey. So he, he had a number, but he, it was just sort of the generic jersey, so he must have been brought in like yesterday or something. Yeah. They didn't have t- a time to sew on the letters. So <laughs> and he did lose it for him, so I'm not complaining. He was pressed into service from the high school across the street. There you go, the Palm Beach Community High School. A favorite of Jeffrey Epstein as well. <laughs> Okay, listeners, you're going to have to endure some Jeffrey Epstein jokes because we are in his his home or near his home base. We actually had to his visit many home bases. His, we actually had One to visit his his, his mansion, which is the the scene of of countless unspeakable horrors. Apparently, <laughs> apparently. yeah, it is, this is in court documents. Well, okay. Um. Well, okay. So I watched the press. <coughs> can we talk about the press conference? Yes. So, Rod, Manafred. Is it Rod or Rob? It's R- Rob. It's R. Rob. Manafred. Yeah, it's Rob Manafred. Um, I right. did see someone who had been able to smuggle in a cancel Manafred sign in the game today. So it was very happened. small. So it he was probably tiny. tucked it yeah, into his, probably, uh, his jersey. He probably had to like shove it in an orifice or something. I don't know. It's hard to get shit into this ballpark, ladies and gentlemen. It is. They wouldn't even let me walk out the door with a with a glass of coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't realize coffee was a uh, yeah. contraband you can't item. Drink coffee and drive in Florida. I guess not. Um, you can only. But yeah, you can teenagers. give your toddler a <laughs> firearm and have your pick of the local high school girls. Um, <laughs> All right, we're gonna have to edit that one out. <laughs> So I'm watching this goddamn press conference, and oh no no sorry it wasn't Rod Manafred I'm fucking up it's no, Jim Crane Jim Crane gave it's the Jim rest Crow pro- okay so <laughs> Jim Crow with one of the most beautiful bald heads in the MLB okay now we're making fun of liver out. spot people again he comes out no he's not old enough to be a liver spot he's in his seventies well his skin is is very monotone okay. Um, <laughs> he gives a horrible little speech 
where he doesn't take any personal responsibility for what transpired at all. He gives some perfunctory apologies. And then they bring out two players, one of which is the most repugnant man that I can... uh, Definitely the most repugnant figure from the 2019 World Series, Alex Bregman. (coughs) Um who comes out and gives a 30 second apology max um, I, I would say quote unquote apology it he was says, it was a I very un- insincere and so insincere yeah i am so he says i am sorry that my team my organization and me so like his personal apology comes after he blames every other he blamed the people that like clean the toilets in Houston before he blamed himself I'm sorry that we didn't get that we broke the rules and and that's another thing that kept coming up they kept saying are did you cheat are you a cheater do you call what took place cheating and they could not say yes we cheated they said we broke the rules we broke the rules we broke the rules that was what they uh, obviously, their PR people had worked that out as the like appropriate response. We refuse response. to call ourselves cheaters. Well, and there's probably a legal dimension to that as well. But um, well, what what, what do we want to sue them in the criminal court? Yeah, yeah, because people for being are, cheaters. People are suing them. They, well, of they course, are yeah, going yeah, to yeah. the court. Yeah, so, yeah, so there's lawsuits. Well, but millions of dollars are probably playing, it's like that one guy is is claiming that his his uh, career, career was ruined. ruined, so that could be worth tens of millions. Well, you know, I, I hope, like, okay, that's a good segue. I hope that that guy, you know, is continuing his lawsuit. I think it's fair. And, Bernice, could you add for us who that person is? Because we apparently Don't are, are just the worst researchers. Former pitcher. You are referring to former Toronto Blue Jays pitcher, Mike Bolsinger. He has standing. He has reason to say, if you're decoding my signs and using technology that's not allowed in the parks to convey messages to the guy that's at bat about what pitch I'm about to throw. You fucked me. Right. Yeah. You, you hurt me personally. You damaged my career. Right. Fair enough. But you have to ask yourself too, because on the phone, because they, they were able to defeat the Yankees this year to get to the world series. And even during the NL or not NL ALCS, the Yankees were complaining during that series. Right, right. They're stealing time. And everybody ignored them. They said, oh, the Yankees. Well, I laughed at know. it initially. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, oh, boo-hoo, Yankees. You know, boo-hoo, Yankees, because Yankees are well, always doing. they said that it was a whistle. And I'm like, you watch the video, people whistle in the crowd. I mean, I don't know who knows how to whistle anymore, but there's all these old men that like baseball that, like, apparently watch a lot of Andy Griffith and are really good at it. <laughs> And they just can't <laughs> stop whistling. The whistle. It's a big so, thing to but, do but in a stadium. But when you heard the banging, the banging was very distinctive that you could, that anybody that looked at old footage could hear it without any audio. And the banging was from the 2017 World Series, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And the, the other thing was the buzzers, which has not been fully substantiated. No one's I've been able to prove anything yeah. about the buzzers. Exactly. I, don't, I don't know about the but, buzzers. But the Dodgers... Well, actually, we played the Dodgers. Um, but, I mean, the Yankees, I mean, they, they have a uh, they have an argument to sue them. So I hope they do. So we'll see what happens. So I am Team Yankee on this one. So that's why they're being very, very careful about their language, I'm sure. 
Well, they're cheaters, so they can do what they want. But but we all it know is the important truth. to know that cheater, this cheater. is a game. It's not. It's not ruled by criminal law. These organizations, Just these like the Iowa caucus, it is all about suspension of disbelief. Right. Just yeah, it's like a game. It has its internal rules, which everybody agrees to abide, theoretically agrees to abide by with contracts and, and approves uh, uh, to uh, player associations and management and owners. To abide right, by. right. But there is no, I mean, we should just say it's not like going out and shooting somebody. You know, they broke the rules within their own game. If you like, I don't know. steal somebody's money and monopoly when they're not looking, that's breaking a rule too, but you're not going to go to jail. Okay, sure. Yeah. There's a on lot more at stake here. There's a lot more at stake because people are making millions of dollars and the benefits of winning versus losing a World Series. First of all, think of the untold amount of money in terms of bonuses to the actual players and then the merchandising and all the other stuff that you get. Who did they play get. that year? Who did they play? Oh, you're talking about 2017? Yeah. Uh, the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Yeah. So the Dodgers could sue them. Well, that's I don't think they okay. Will. That's the other thing we haven't touched upon yet. So when somebody cheats in order to win the World Series, should the World Series trophy be taken away? Can you can yes. you say okay, you're no longer? I mean, I don't know if you can go back and say, hey, Dodgers, we just took away the trophy from Houston. Here, we're going to give it to you because they didn't actually win. Maybe they would have. Maybe they wouldn't have. We really don't know for sure. Well, All we, we know is these guys them, cheated. But you could just take because it away. Because you say there's no winner that year. Yeah, yeah. Zippo. It no could just winner. be erased from history. Like you the year, I forget what year it was. I think it was in the early 90s. They had this massive strike, and they only played half a season. And so there was no World Series. And it just when you look in a record book, it's like, well, there's nothing was. And nothing occurred. They should have. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, the response should have been much bigger. All of this is like, it does damage to the game of baseball and to the people's and in personal investment in it. If people cheat, it becomes very publicly well known and they don't do enough to punish it or to denounce it in the most full-throated manner possible. I don't think that's taken place at all. And it certainly doesn't seem that way within the Astros organization. Jim Crow is like out here. He's like, eh, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, what do you want me to do? Somebody should have told me. And then the Hinge thing doesn't add up. Hinge says, oh, I was against it. But then he never did anything to stop it. Except destroy Smash. two computers with a baseball bat. Okay. and But then the players said, there's quotes from the players or... Not quotes, but the, the, a sentiment popularly expressed by players is repeated in the report that said, if Hinge told us to stop, we would have stopped. Which sounds like a bunch of load of crap. It's just like him, them trying to blame Hinge, essentially. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Because if Hinge was out there breaking shit, they're like, oh no, our, our manager's upset. We're cheating. Maybe we should stop. Like, I just don't believe. Unless the, they were overruled by the Altuve. president of baseball operations. Um, it's hard to know without knowing what the culture. <sighs> I don't believe it. Even like in the Nationals two managers ago, we couldn't believe when um, Matt Williams was in the dugout at the same time the most momentous thing in that season that occurred, which I think was the 2015 season, was when Papelbaum 
who was a closing oh, yeah. pitcher, tried to strangle the um, MVP, Bryce Harper, right moment. in the dugout, and it Jonathan was captured Papelbon, on national te- television. American hero. Right. And the thing was, and Williams My was un- unaware of it. Now, we were, so close, we were so close to the dugouts today and yesterday, I didn't realize that the part where the managers are really is physically separated from the part with the players. Like there's actually like a wall with a little thing that you have to walk through. Did you notice that? You can look at it again no. tomorrow. Yeah. Well, it's I don't think it's like that in DC, but there it it's, there's a stairwell in between. Okay. But I mean, I guess it's possible to be sitting there and not know what's going on among the players, which is clearly what happened with Matt Williams. So, if that is the argument, then maybe it is true that Hinch was not fully aware all the time of exactly what was going on. But here let me let me no. throw another thing at. If he couldn't have he had to have known if he fucking broke the computer. Well, you he, can't have it both ways. Maybe he thought you can't not that know, an and you can't it. break a computer and be upset. Well, that is idiotic. Like, oh, oh, and, I mean, and he never breaks the computer, it. and then they go to Best Buy and they get another one. For and never bought it. And he's like, oh, didn't I break this yesterday? Why is there a shiny new flat screen right here? It's like, I just don't believe it for a second. It was clearly, I think it was obviously they had to take a lot of effort they had to put it up and take it down before and after every game and the guys said that they were always panicked about being found out so if people came or if there was fear that one of the pitchers seemed to have noticed they would take it down and hide it I mean he had to have known that this was going on and if he didn't know that that was going on it was his job to know and he failed at his job okay can I provide but like I said, Hinch view? is a killer, and you could tell from the way that he comported himself before the press. He fucking knew full well, and he fucking planned it. He he did it all. I, I believe that Hinch probably are, was. Um, he didn't start it, right? It, it began under another general man. Uh, began under the manager. The- the guy, well, yeah, and then he moved to the Red Sox and but took, I'm took sure the program that he over helped. there. He helped because he was. Well, he came in afterwards, managing. and the pro- program was already in place. And then he either augmented it or he if, just didn't oh, stop. Oh, I just I came to a team where everyone's fucking cheating, and I'm not going to stop it. Right. You ended your own career right there, buddy. Okay, so earlier you said this was bad for baseball. Now there's an alternate theory. No, 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 no. no. I said no, no. It's it's. Okay, fine. Finish your thing, but then I'll okay. make my point. Well, no. So the other theory is because baseball has been on a fairly consistent decline compared to the other professional sports in the United States for some time in terms of TV viewership, Absolutely. attendance, popularity, and, and every other metric. And some people arguing that this is the most exciting thing to happen in Major League Baseball in years and years, you know, since the steroid era where people were hitting a gazillion, you know, home runs because they were like as, you know, as bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger, all pumped up and stuff. But, you know, now things have, you know, things have gotten, you know, less exciting. And this has brought some excitement back to the game. Just this controversy. It's a reality show, basically happening in front of everybody's eyes and all this stuff with people going to you know being sued and fired and maybe going to jail and who knows what and you know it, it, it's brought some interest back to the game that's an an argument now it's sort of an unethical argument it's like okay well let's go out and kill someone just to get everybody it's almost like that movie network where they decide to kill the famous <laughs> anchor man yeah. just to get people to watch tv more <laughs> 
No, I look, look, look. I agree with you. Yes, we need we need we need a dirty sports scandal that helps the sport. But if you have a scandal, if you want to play it for maximum mm. promotional benefit, then you have to have the commissioner come out and scream and yell and stomp his feet and and ruin people's careers and do the craziest shit that he can do and fire everybody that you can fire and slap every punishment you can punish. But that is not what happened. They are doing as much as they possibly can to pretend as if it never happened. And the Astros are definitely doing the same in the, for their part. They're like, okay, let's just fire these two guys. We'll get a new manager. Oh, and he happens to be a fucking black guy. That our former opponents had fired? No, not fired. Let let his contract expire. Same difference. Okay. Same wow. difference. He, he stopped working with the Nats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Davey's only the, the only manager that's worked three years in a row for the for the Nance. This is his third year. He's the he only guy with fired. that distinction. If he had not have won the World Series, he would have been fired. Probably. Absolutely. But, so... Yeah, sure. It would be great if they were playing this for for laughs, if they were playing this for a good time, but they're not. If they were playing this for drama, we would have fucking seen Altuve out there yesterday playing. But no, he's like hiding in the corner of the dugout in the fetal position, I guess. And also this is spring training and it's just 6,000 old people. And I'm sure the very first game that they play in the regular season, they'll play the drama. All the cameras were here. You, it doesn't matter who the crowd of the uh, is here. Mm-hmm. All that shit was. If anything happened, it would have been on ESPN, MLB Network. It would have been on the nightly news. Probably. If there had been something actually, actually controversial that took place, besides just like one guy being like, "You're a cheater, <laughs> cheater." <laughs> there, there cheater! was a there was a guy with a T-shirt. What did the T-shirt say? There were Houston uh, Trash Tros T-shirts. Houston there were there's also okay. several people with bang foul poles not trash can t-shirts um which i guess is in reference to howie kendrick's yeah. one of his home runs hit the was pole. banging the foul pole yeah which is like okay that's a little bit too long to be like a quippy t-shirt <laughs> it's just like too much going on too much further context is needed champs versus cheats that was the t-shirt i saw okay so uh, so apparently you could wear apparel. You Houston just couldn't cheaters. hold a sign up that would yeah, be yeah, yeah. They couldn't tear seen on national television. Which I think the ACLU should get involved here <laughs> because since when have you not been allowed to have a sign that says cheater? Oh, they have signs for everything. So I, I was saying, why, why are they I mean, even on our own podcast from last year, we have a picture that somebody took that was distributed throughout the internet with Bryce Harper standing there in right field the first time that he came back to the Nats Park on April 2nd and above him people had they had arranged individual letters that spelled out traitor yes yeah I love that right, and they bought, they, they seats bought right those above seats above right they position. figured out where he was going to stand and they held those out nobody stopped them of course if you walk in and you've just got a T and then a guy comes know, in 10 I minutes know, later and he's got an O that was maybe the nobody Nats figured that stadium. out <laughs> <laughs> that's the Nats stadium. And that's the Nats stadium. So they were this like, let's is, do that. Let's play that out. Because that was sold owned. out. This is mutually owned. owned. And it was right. not sold out. No, it wasn't sold out on that opening day. That's true. Now, maybe, like we were saying, they knew they intuitively knew the weather was going to blow in, even though Weather Channel apparently did not. 
but maybe the residents here can just smell the air and they know when a storm's coming. And they said, screw it, we're not going to the park. So, Casio, one other thing uh, uh, on the subject of the Astros was that uh, a number of the players are complaining, both former players and current players, are complaining that they're receiving death threats and even members of their family, like their wife and children, are receiving death threats via the internet or by other forms of messaging. What do um, you think? Is um, that fair? I mean, look, it's not a matter of whether or not it's fair. People receive death threats if you breathe oxygen and you're on the internet and you have any public profile whatsoever, you're going to receive a death threat. If you say that you like Lucky Charms more than fucking Special K, they're going to send you a death threat. So the fact that some people are telling them that they hope their kids get cancer, like these are the kind of things. I mean, obviously, it's not a charming thing to say. It's not very polite. It's not what we all learned to do in kindergarten. But do they deserve such comments? Yeah, I think they kind of do. I think they kind of do. And it's not harassment. If you can turn off your phone and walk away from it, it's not harassment as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but I mean, it's more than just that. I mean, people leaving notes under the windshield wipers of your car. I, I th I'm, what I saw is that it's mostly through the Internet. It's mostly trolling on Twitter. If, it, if someone left a note on your car, that would be an FBI investigation. I don't think any of this shit's happened. I just think they're a bunch of they're a bunch of weenies and they should suck it up because they fucked <laughs> up. They knew that if it ever got out that it would be a total <laughs> fucking nightmare for them. And it is and it should be. I don't hope anyone's kids get cancer. Obviously, I don't think I would say that myself, but just delete your Twitter then. Delete your fucking Twitter. So that's going to wrap it up for this kickoff episode. Stay tuned for more updates on Nat Spring Training, as well as our competitors in the National League East Division, especially the New York Mets. Remember, you can find this podcast on the built-in iPod apps on your Apple or Android phones, iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, PodStation, Stitcher, Spreaker, and most of your favorite pod players. You can also follow us on Twitter at at CheapSeatsDC, or you can email us at thecheapseatsdc at gmail.com. See you next time on From the Cheap Seats. Take me out to the ball game. Uh. Come on, let's go. From the Cheap Seats is a production of Thad Halsley Media, LLC. 2020 All Rights Reserved.